and thank you so much for joining us once again. It is the Nightly Pleasures Podcast, episode number 54. I am your host and author of the piece you're about to hear today. Today, just a simple story. Something that's been requested for quite some time. Something maybe a little bit overdue, especially since things have been a little bit harsh, a little bit more BDSM-focused recently. It's time for something a little bit softer, a little bit easier. Something without any trigger warnings whatsoever. Something just to soothe you on it. This is the kind of piece that I imagine you soak into a long, hot bath with, or get a glass of wine and get real comfortable with. It's a little bit of a slower burn than most, and, well, I think that's enough setting it up. Without further ado, I bring you four Oh, hon. Oh, baby, I'm so sorry. Oh, no, come here. Come here, let me give you a big hug. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Shh. It's gonna be okay. It's not your fault. Hey, come on. Come on. He was never Prince Charming. Let's face facts. Don't... Okay, okay. Too quick for that. Come on. Sit down on the couch. Oh, I'm just so glad you came over. There. Now, come here. I got this shoulder all dried off so you can cry on it all night long. It's okay. Just lay your head down. Sniffle in. So tell me what's going on, huh? Where's your head at? Ah, yeah. Yeah, I... I imagine things haven't been very good for a while if you're, you know, at this point. But that's okay. It's gonna be okay. He was never right for you. You're so funny, and he never laughed at your shit. And you're... so charming, and he almost seemed irritated by it. You know, I had this high school teacher, she was actually my first psychology teacher, and she told me that the funniest man she knew was her brother. And he always dated women that didn't ever laugh at his jokes, who didn't even know that they were funny. And even though he was only in his 50s at the time, he was already on his third wife. And she thought... He must be choosing this type for a reason, because he's so funny, and these women, they don't get it, so they don't appreciate one of the best parts about him. And I think maybe guys like him, they choose women who they can get frustrated at and flustered with for being smart and quick and funny, because they're afraid that the great women are going to leave them anyway. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. I think there's a lot of training. There's a lot of learning how to... I'm sorry, I'm rambling. I don't mean to do that. This is about you. Oh, hun. You little little sniffy thing. What are we going to do with you? 
I feel so bad that he... Listen, relationships are complicated, and that's at the best of times. The end of them is terrifying, and I'm not trying to make any excuses. Obviously, he shouldn't have said anything to hurt you. But it's okay. It's okay that it's over. It's okay that you got upset. It's okay that you said things that you didn't mean back. It's okay. You're okay. <sighs> Let me rub your back a little bit. <laughs> I'll never understand why women pretend that they weren't sleeping or that they're not crying. It doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. How do you cry and get cold? Doesn't make any sense to me. Your body should be heating up, but you're shivering. Here, I've got a little blanket that I use like a shawl. There you go. Better? Good. This isn't like a big romantic speech or anything. This isn't a fact or a mission to get you through where you're at because where you're at sucks but the right guy for you the really really right guy for you he's going to appreciate you a lot more a lot more than this last guy and I don't just mean in the big ways I don't just mean in the personality trait ways, or anything like that either. I mean, he's just gonna appreciate you for who you are. The core of you. Like I said, being smart, being funny, being witty, being charming. Being outgoing and being interesting. At least, when you want to be. He's going to appreciate all the great ways that you make the world better. That you make his life better. That we make everything better. I can tell you from personal experience that a relationship with you of any sort is very rewarding. You're a good friend and I have to imagine you're an even better partner. Ah. <laughs> ah. Listen, it's no mystery that just about every guy who sees you finds you attractive. Okay? I'm alive. I'm red-blooded. I'm straight. Yes. Of course I have a little bit of a crush on you. I always have. But that's... Come on. <laughs> hey, come on. Whoa. So that's all I had to do to get you to smile, huh? This whole time was just... Talk about how super fucking cute you are. Really? Gotta admit, kind of feels... <laughs> kind of feels like a letdown. It does. It does. It feels a little bit like I just gave you my heart and soul, and you're like, yeah, but I like the shoes. <laughs> oh. Better, huh? 
It's funny how a little bit of laughter can... Oh, no. Oh, baby. Oh, it's okay. Shh. It's okay. You can cry. Come here. Come here. Let me get my arms around you. It's okay. You can cry. You can cry if you want to. I'm not going to try and talk you out of it. I'm not shushing you so you stop crying. I'm, I'm shooing you so you don't make excuses. Shh. It's okay. It's okay to cry. He really liked you. He really liked him. It wasn't right. Let me play with your hair. Let me stroke the back of your neck. You're okay. Everything about this situation is going to be okay. I adore you. Oh. Oh, I just said that I adore you. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it is kind of silly nomenclature, isn't it? I'm not even sure where I picked it up. I think I probably just used the word love too much and someone told me to stop. It's one of those words where the more you use it, the less powerful it is. It's like uh, sorry or uh, demand. You can use it all you want, but... The more frequently, the less power. It's pretty ironic. So yeah, I, I guess I just need to say love less and adore more. <laughs> Listen, you're already on a roller coaster tonight. You don't need some guy that you've known for a long time who's frankly a league or two below you to tell you everything that he thinks about your hair and your eyes and your personality. But even though I'm not the best at compliments, I will say this. I get the impression that you think you look ugly right now or unpresentable maybe is a better word. See, I told you. I'm not great with compliments. But all I can say is that any guy who sees you, right as you look right now, hair a little mussed up, eyes red, chest stained with tears, makeup fucked up, any guy who didn't fall for you, at least a little bit. Isn't even worth the salt that he... That's my cock. Yeah. Listen, I'm trying to be a decent guy here, but 
I'm not going to ask you again. Are you sure? Yeah. Uh-huh. You are? And then come here and give me some more. for so goddamn long. I have wanted this for so goddamn long. I just, I've thought about your breasts and your face and your hips and your ass and how much I want to be inside that pussy. I've come to it so many times. I've come to it so many times. I mean it. Look me in the eyes. Look me in the eyes and listen to my words. I have come just thinking to you, not even looking at pictures, just thinking about you so many times. I have woken up just hard and desperate and in need, just as hard as your nipples are right now, as I fucking roll my fingers over them. Oh. And I've thought about you, and how much I want you, and how much I need you, and I've just fucking come right into my blanket, right into the shower, over and over again, just you and me in my imagination. Oh, god damn, yes. Stroke my cock. Grab it. Really grab it. Really grab it. Feel how fucking hard it is for you. Oh. Oh. Mm -hmm. Oh. And that's what I want. And that's what I want. And that's what I want more than anything from you, is to feel how fucking much I want you. Oh, I'm not going to say no to this. Not while you're in this trance, I don't care. I don't care what it takes to get you right now. I want you so badly. I want you so badly. Stroke that cock with your hand. Come on now. <sighs> I can't resist you forever. I can't resist you forever, please. Oh, lean back. Oh, lean back and show me your panties if you want me to rip them off you. Yeah, just show them. Show them if you want me to fucking drag them off you. Rake my nails down your skin as I do. I want you so bad, baby. I want you so bad. I want you so bad. I've wanted this so long. I've wanted this so long. Yes. 
Yes, let me drag him off you. Let me drag him off you. Yes. Keep your fucking legs together. Keep your fucking legs together. I don't want to see it until I can fucking push right inside it. Oh, yes. Tell me it's wet for me. Tell me that pussy is wet for me. Tell me that pussy is wet for me. Yes, yes, yes. I've wanted this so long. I've wanted this so long. I've wanted you so long. I've wanted you so long. Yes. Yes. Keep your thighs together. I don't want to see your pussy. Oh, let me up to your knees. Oh, yes, but I'm like a flapper girl. Oh, don't, don't, don't. Look me in the eyes. Let me look at that pretty little face. Oh, I'm going to push inside your pussy. You know how hard this cock is for you, right? You know how hard this cock is for you, right? You know how much I want to fuck you, yes? Yes, tell me that pussy is what for me. Tell me you want it. Tell me you want it, baby. Tell me you want it. Yes, yes, open those legs. Come on, let me... inside your naked pussy and it feels like it was meant to be I haven't come in days I haven't come in days of you <laughs> oh, I have fucking loved you and wanted you since the moment I met you and I never ever thought I'd be inside you like this oh of your naked pussy. Oh. 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 Oh, tell me I can come inside you, please, baby girl. Please. Oh, I want to love you better than he ever loved you. Tell me I can come inside you. Oh, yes. Don't you love the way my cock feels? Oh, don't you love the way my cock feels? Oh, this is how it could always be. This is how it could always be. I could just wait for you to be ready and fuck you like crazy just like this, but harder and faster. Not these long, slow strokes. Oh, I can't wait to come inside you. Oh, I have so much saved up. It's heavy and hot inside my balls. And I can't wait to come inside you. Oh. You're so beautiful, baby. You're so beautiful, baby. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. You better tighten those legs around me. Yes, you better tighten those legs around me. Yes, you better. You better. Oh. <laughs> I wanted it so long. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh.
Yes, yes. <sighs> oh. <sighs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, come with me, please, baby. Please, baby, come with me. Come with me. Please, tighten it up and come with me. Please, 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 please. Please, 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 please. Oh, oh, oh. Just a little bit more, just a little bit more, just a little bit more. Tighten, 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 tighten. Just a little more, just a little more. I want you so bad. 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 Uh, yes, 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 yes. <clears throat> oh, 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 fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, I can't believe that. I'm so sorry. No, I, I, oh, oh, I'm really glad we were sitting down on the couch for that one. Oh, you're amazing. I mean it. This is amazing. And I don't, I, I don't pretend that you just made the best decision of your life, but No matter what you do, I'm always going to think you're amazing, and I'm always going to hope that you, you find a guy who treats you better than that. You're in an emotional place right now, and I would love to take advantage of that. But I want to be good to you, so just, hey. I know, you're an adult, you can make your own decisions, but hear me out. I think we should just take a little bit of time. If you still want this, when the whole thing's done, I will be there with bells on, and I will think of it every single day between now and then. But I want you. And that means I want the best shot I can possibly have with you. So please, I beg of you, let's move slow. You're worth waiting for. And I hope you enjoyed that story, Breathless at the End, as it were. Sometimes, sometimes the orgasm's just real good and leaves you breathless. Okay, it is question time, and up first we have Sparrowhawk. Hello there. Hi. Um, I'm no, one of your new listeners. Hi. I found your podcast a few days ago, maybe. Hey. Uh, I fell in love with them. I haven't listened to all of them yet, but I intend to listen Every single one of those. Oh my! Uh, I love your voice. Thank it's you. Really, uh, brilliant. 
<laughs> um, anyway, uh, I wanted to ask you a question. You said that you like pussy licking, so no one has ever done anything like that to me. What? Yet. Um, and I didn't think I like it. What? But now that I have listened to your um, audios, I think I could enjoy that. <laughs> so my question is because I don't know. I don't know how how it feels, like, and everything like. Uh, so I was just curious. Um, the women you have pleasured have <laughs> maybe have given you some feedback, like how good you were and stuff. So. What you do? What do you do to make them feel good? To okay. Make a woman feel good. Um. Okay. Uh, I, I guess that'll be the end of question number one. It's a pretty deep one. Uh, let's let's answer the sub question first. There. What kind of feedback have I gotten? Uh, the best feedback, generally speaking, for me, is not a that was great or that was fun or even an orgasm. But something, especially from a partner who's not terribly vocal or assertive, and they say something like, oh, we're doing that again, or uh, has a suggestion when they're not usually somebody who gives input. That's what rings my bell. And so that's, that's what I've aspired to. Uh, now, I enjoy pussy licking in general, but specifically, it's very different partner to partner. Some... Women need to prep, and it can only happen in the evening, and they have to shower, and they're very sensitive about it, and that's just the way there is. Other partners are raring to go first thing in the morning. They're, they're just willing to open up their legs and ring a little triangle and say, breakfast! And there's in between. So it's very, it's very, very specific. Um, I, I can't talk about technique and whatnot on here for too long, I, there's nothing special. If there was something universal like do the alphabet with your tongue, legitimately, it would it would be compacted to that because so many people have a question about this. The answer I'm going to give to the question that's not being asked, uh, how do I tell a partner what I want or to do it, is simply communication. Sorry, no shortcut there either. Uh, if you're looking to get oral sex and you're looking to get better oral sex, you got to communicate. Let's keep going. I just that's just been my uh, question, and I have never uh, like I have never studied or <laughs> done any research. Like, um, let's say I'm not too like sexually too active. Uh, I haven't been like ever in my life. I not to say that I'm a virgin and stuff, but it's just not. Um, I'm not looking for anyone. Like, so. Yeah, haven't tried a lot of things. Anyway, uh, the next thing I was just curious, um, just asking, can you guess where I am from? Like which country? Oh no. Let's say I'm not from uh, America. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm thinking like, should I give you any other hints? Yes. You can see my, uh, English isn't my native language. Okay. So, there you have two hints. That's it? Let's say I am in one country that is part of Eurasia. Eurasia? So. That was actually my guess, for real. I was going to say, uh, I was actually going to say, this sounds Eastern European. This sounds 
more than Central European, the sense more than the Czech Republic accent, European further east. So let's see if there's any more hints. There you go. Oh, that's it? <laughs> Maybe I'll give you some other way. Okay. Well, gosh. Uh, well, you've got your... You know what? I'm just going to guess. Because she's new and she doesn't know to be offended, I'm going to guess that she's Estonian. So there's my guess. Hints uh, if I'm ever going to record anything ever again. But yeah, just try it out. <laughs> okay. Too much rambling. Uh, <laughs> love your video. Uh, love your... <laughs> Love your audios, must be you. Wow. Love your audios, your voice, your um, personality. You sound cool. Wow. So, have a great day. And see you soon. Well, good. No, hear you soon. <laughs> God. Bye. Bye, Skylark. Thank you so much for being a new fan, a new friend, and sending in that question. Up next, we have the OG gangster Bailey. Hey, Jack. Hello. It's Bailey. Hi. So even though I've been following your blog and kind of harassing you during streams lately, I'm still mm. kind of nervous asking you a question. Okay. So okay. let's just hop right into yes. it. Yes. Um, I don't know if anyone's asked you this before, but do you have any cool party tricks or anything <laughs> that you can just do to impress a crowd? Uh, personally, I can make balloon animals pretty well. <laughs> what? Don't want to brag. Uh, thank you for answering my question. Thank you for being lovely, and thank you to all the ladies of the night. Wow, Bailey, you're really quite the little sweetheart there. <clears throat> if we're ever party together, you're going to need to make me a little gray helmet and sword balloon animal affair. That's only good for Bailey, guys. Other balloon artists, don't get your hopes up that I want to be wearing Game of Thrones regalia in balloons all the time. That's only for Bailey. Do I have any party tricks? Uh, not really. I don't really have any party tricks. I, I, I'm a conversationalist. That's my skill at a party, is that I lack shame and that human emotion that you guys call uh, regret. You know, I don't really feel that the same way that most people do, I think. So I am one of those creatures that most of you find ghastly, who will saunter up to you, uh, stag at a party, whether you be alone or in, in clusters, I especially, I especially like clusters that are just kind of glued together. They look like the, the Scooby-Doo bunch in the middle of a party of villains. Like, Jinky, Jinx, we gotta stay here, guys. That's not a very good shaggy. I can do it better, but I'm not going to do it right now. Uh, I go to clusters and I break them and I say, hello, how's it going? So here's the party, finally, and say stuff like that. And I know that's some of you are tightening up just hearing that, but I quite enjoy it. Uh, the other trick I have, it's not a lot of fun, but now that everybody has a calculator on their cell phone, uh, I can add up all the numbers between two numbers very quickly. Like, uh, if you add up 1 plus 2 plus 3 all the way through 10 together, that's 55. Uh, 1 through 20 is 210. This is, this is not something I've memorized. It's something I can do uh, in my head. It takes it takes a little bit of math, and it's this trick, and people kind of like it. And it's not very good. And then the last thing I, can, I think I can say about party tricks is my grandpa on my mom's side was a very serious man, apparently, until he retired. And then he was a fucking lush and a fucking party animal. And he had this paperback book of party tricks, and 
it was not like your typical paperback book where it was just party tricks. The entire point was for every couple of chapters you go through with these tricks, the party needs to have taken another drink. So they're tricks that amuse people as they get drunker and drunker. And then finally at the end, you get to decide between one of two games when everybody's fucking soused. And the two games were, and I'll never forget it. One, if you want everyone to have a pleasant evening, you have somebody leave the room. You set a timer for three minutes. You have somebody leave the room. And after the timer goes off, you see if anybody can remember who it is. So we're talking pretty fucking drunk. That's game one. (laughs) And then game number two is you get everybody on all hands and knees, on all fours, obviously on a carpeted floor, one after the other. And you tell them that they're going to play like a like a dog game or something. And then as the host of the party, you just get at the end and you just kick the first one over and they topple over like drunk little dominoes. So I've always wanted to do that, but now I've given you warning. So who knows what's going to happen? Ah, probably an orgy. Thank you for the questions again, Bailey. Up next, we have Katie. Well, hey, oh, daddy well, It's Katie. Congrats on the book. Thank you. Uh, and I have just two questions for you Let's today. Let's do it, Katie. So, first, what superpower do you think is best suited for good, and which one do you think is best suited for evil? Oh. Uh, these are the kind of questions my mind comes up That's with. That's a big one. Two forty-five in the morning. Oh, so. Katie. Hey. All right, well, let's pause there. Uh, I guess she's not going to give us any more. I was hoping for an example for while well, she bought me some time. So obviously, anything that enriches you is going to inherently uh, lead towards evil. Anything that enriches you in anything, anything you want, fame or or avarice or anything like that, anything that uh, uh, that's gonna that's gonna lead you towards yeah, that's gonna lead you towards darkness. But now that I've said that out loud, the ancient Greek philosophers uh, had a feeling that being in society is what kept people moral. Like we have almost the reverse view in modern America where there's this Thoreauian love affair with hermits. But uh, the term idiot actually comes from uh, somebody, a man, frankly, who shunned their political responsibility in Athens, who didn't serve civically, essentially. So they had a view that people who were out of society, that is where evil formed. It was only being judged by your fellow man in some form or another that kept you uh, civil, that, that, that stopped the beast within, as it were. And nature versus nurture, I, we don't need to get into that whole debate. But the one takeaway that I have from it that I do think is actually pretty valuable is that invisibility not being judged as it were uh leads towards the dark the dark side so i'm gonna go with anything that makes you beyond reproach anything sunlight is the best disinfectant so anything that well you know besides bleach plus uh oxyclean that stuff really works let me tell you all right i think i'm just confused enough but we're resuming with katie and the second is, have you ever named an inanimate object? I kind of do this a lot. I've named my car, my guitars, my ukulele, 
various other things. So I was just kind of curious if you've ever done this, and if so, if you had an example that you'd be willing to share with all of us. Oy, oy, oy. Anyways, uh, that just about does it for me. It's getting pretty late and I have school tomorrow. So I hope you have a absolutely lovely week ahead of you. Oh. You are an absolute gem. Oh, Love you much. Bye-bye now. Love you too, Katie. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm not much of an inanimate object namer. I've never named a car, for instance. Uh, I did name uh, one particular machine, the Beast slash the Antichrist, but that was mostly a reference to the gods must be, the gods must be crazy. Um, no, I'm not really one, but here's the story. Uh, I refuse to call them stuffies. I don't care how many people. They're stuffed animals. Slash teddy bears, even if they're not bears. I used to love a kind of knockoff, a kind of splinter subcell of beanie babies called puffkins. They were puff they were beanie babies, except that they didn't have beans inside, they were just stuffed, and they had they were all bipedal for some reason. They all had two legs. Uh they're kind of grotesque, frankly, now that I've seen them with adult eyes, but uh childhood slash adolescent me quite loved them. So I, uh, the other day I was cleaning and I actually found my favorite Puffkin and his name was Professor Ruffles. Professor Ruffles. And he looked amazing. He's aged terribly well. And I actually screamed, Professor Ruffles, you outlived George Michael. And then I felt kind of bad about it. And then I listened to Careless Whisper with my wireless headphones while I was cleaning. And, uh, that's the whole story. Up next, we have Sabrina. Maybe. Hey, Jack. It's Hi. Serena. Hi. Um, I hope you're doing great. Uh, congratulations on the book and everything. Thank you. That's super exciting. Sorry, I got your name wrong. Um, I have a couple questions. Okay. Uh, so we know that you have you know, an amazing voice and you're, oh, you're no. quite articulate. Hey. Um, but I was wondering how you feel about public speaking. Oh. Um, I dread public speaking. <laughs> I have to do it more often than I'd like. Um, I'm not so bad at it, but it's so nerve-wracking, right? My fingers get all icy, Aww. and I forget to breathe. Oh, you know, yada yada. It's the worst. Um, yada yada. I would think from what you said about yourself that you wouldn't enjoy the the attention of it. But I guess I was just curious if um, your speaking skills in general carried over in that way. Um, so yeah, if you have any tips or or stories, I'm interested. Um, my second question is. Okay, so uh, just want to make sure there was a break there. So, can I speak publicly without fear? Yes. Why did I laugh? Am I being some kind of monster because I'm judging the rest of you? No. Uh, she mentioned yada yada. It reminds me of an old Jerry Seinfeld routine, an actual stand-up routine, not from the show, where he talked about the biggest public fear is speaking, and the second biggest is sudden death. And and his his little tag at the end of that is you'd rather be the person in the coffin than the one talking about him oh uh and i j <laughs> and i just bad seinfeld and that's i just i think about things like that a lot i have a lot a lot of pity for people who don't like one form or or another of communication i'm best with the written word if I could, I would text people all the time, and and I, that's how I would negotiate bank loans, frankly. 
Uh, but that's not the world we live in. The one that makes me the most uncomfortable is camera. One person or a skeleton crew, a couple of people with lighting and, and gaffing and what have you, and one camera. Ooh, no thank you. But can I do a public uh, thing? Yeah. It's ironic because if there's like five cameras and like 25 people in the room, suddenly it's a lot easier. Isn't that weird? Uh, I'm, I'm public speaking, man. Nobody, nobody's 100% on it. Question is if you have any just terrible, horrible um, <laughs> travel experiences that are, are really funny looking back. Oh. Um, you know, things like getting stranded or lost or um, <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes, you know, the the worst moments um, are the funniest in, in retrospect. Um, but yeah, that, that's about it. Um, hope you have an amazing week. Bye. Bye. And thank you, Serena. Let me get that correct immediately. And apologies again for saying your name wrong at the top. Uh, I have many, many shitty travel stories, but let me give you one because this one was very near and dear to my heart. I have an iron gut. I don't get food poisoning very easily. Uh, you've, you've heard it crinkle and, and I've had to suspend stuff like that in the past because of medication, but overall, sickness-wise, it's real good. It's a, it's a fallout perk, IRL. And so once I felt myself getting food poisoning on a transatlantic flight. So for somebody who doesn't get food poisoning very often, this is already bad. But then on the other end, I'm landing and I don't have a car. I've got to take public transportation. I don't have a cell phone with me. This is a kind of an odd, weird trip. And I land. The way that I know to travel around this city, I have got food poisoning. It's awful. We're going to skip over the, the details of that. But they're just as much fun and they involve as many airplane bathrooms as you might imagine. So, uh... I land, and the way that I know around to get through this city is uh, the subway, known as a metro there, and the metro is fucking canceled. So I, I get on uh, a train, and the trains are super crowded because the metro is down, and people are mad at me because I'm standing in a bike zone. I don't know I should be in a bike zone. So finally, like a cop, it, like a traffic cop is like, I'm going to have to kick you off the train, Mr. Guy holding suitcases. I'm so sorry. I haven't slept in 24 hours, so I have to move out of this bike realm, and then I fall over. I just, I faint, uh, and, they're, and they're like, they're mad at me. And they're like, they're like we we'll have to take you to a hospital now. And I'm like, no, you don't. I'm fine. I talk my way out of it somehow because they don't want to deal with it. And then I get to the, I get to the front door of the place that I'm staying at, and I can't open it. And I remember in the back of my head... I'm at like hour 26 and a half at this point. At the back of my head, they said there's something about the door and the lock and you have to turn, push, pull. There's some order there. And I can't remember what it is. And so I spend, I don't know how long because I don't have a watch or a cell phone. But I'm sick. It feels like I'm I'm uh, about to vomit. It... it I, I, I'm sweating, I'm tired, I've lost consciousness, I've been threatened with arrest and civil suit, I've had to learn a new transportation system, I don't know the local language, I can't open the door, and I just lay my sweaty forehead against the door, and the door next, it's because this is an apartment, and the next door opens up, 
and somebody peeks their head out and it's a little old lady and she just goes having some trouble <laughs> she showed me how to open the door and i wanted to hug her but <laughs> and that's the story there it was a really awful experience but hence uh why you have to put your kindness or your your faith in the kindness of strangers sometimes all right final question it's from mickey Hiya, Jack. Hi. Um, I do hope that you're doing well. Thank you. I and am. congratulations again on the release of The Son of Girl and Goodbye. Thank you for all your help, Mickey. And the beloved Wench of the Scullery and I are combining forces this week. Hey. And we have a handful of questions for you. So okay. And first, from Wenchy. With the advent of warmer weather and longer days in the Northern Hemisphere, loads of people like to usher in the change of the season with bonfires and barbecues and Easter egg hunts. Um, so is there anything in particular you like to do to celebrate the return of the spring? Hmm. And second question. Okay, just wanted to make sure, because Mickey's very sneaky. She might have another question in there somewhere. So, uh, is there anything I do to celebrate? It used to be hiking. It used to be something that I called nature waking up, because I lived in an evergreen area, right? The trees are always green where I grew up, 24-7, uh, 365. So I would go north to, like, uh, as a kid, something like Mesa Verde, that kind of hiking. Not Nothing significant, nothing severe, but nice hiking. And watching kind of the, the world wake up from the thaw. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to get back into that. And second question. You mentioned an egg dish called Mashusha in your book. Mm. Um, when I do eat eggs, I prefer them to be scrambled. Um, with a side of potatoes, of course, and not a even. <laughs> <laughs> How do you prefer to take your eggs? I, I did not. Wow, this feels like a talk show interview with that segue there. That was real. That was happening there, Mickey. Uh, I prefer my eggs stuffed into a tortilla with cheese and green chili sauce. I love a breakfast burrito. I typically don't eat a lot of eggs otherwise. And it's no secret that I'm a massive fan of Shakespeare. And though my favourites are many, my favourite female role by far is that of Beatrice in Much Ado About Nothing. <laughs> um, she's got a razor sharp wit that I'm absolutely envious of, and she's quite daring. So my question is, do you have a favourite female Shakespearean character? Mm. And why do you enjoy her? Uh, it's actually going to be a duet, and I apologise, I'm awful with names. And uh, it's the two wives, quote-unquote, from the Merry Wives of Windsor. The plot is Falstaff so good in a drama history that they just teleported him uh, like an alternate universe character. Like Norm from Cheers goes to Central Perk from Friends for, for no reason. And uh, Falstaff's in a comedy in the Merry Wives of Windsor. He writes, he's tired of being single. He's tired of being stag. He's got a fortune. He's a knight. So he writes duplicate love letters and sends them out and two women very quickly realize that he's uh <laughs> that he's written the same identical love letter to the both of them they were both considering his proposal and so they decide to fuck with him and it's a fantastic comedy it is amazingly not adapted like most of these comedy romances uh of, of shakespeare and the two of them together it's 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 really great. It's the kind of thing 
that you would expect for a, a, a Netflix series or, or something to pick up because, you know, it stars two female leads and a guy getting uh, a guy getting intellectually and emotionally toyed with. That's got to be a lot of fun for the audience, right? <laughs> Next question is from Wenchi. And the majority of your erotic audios seem as though they could take place anywhere. Hmm. And there really isn't a focus on a concrete setting. And Cowboy and Pirate Jack are slightly more sketched out, but they're still fairly open to interpretation. While in contrast, the Sun, the Girl and Goodbye is absolutely infused with a sense of place and setting. And was this a deliberate choice? And how did this shift affect your writing process? Was it easier or more difficult to write in this way? Uh, great question from, from Winchie via Mickey there. The short answer is it's easier on word count when you can talk about the color of things that really, uh, you can see, I can see why George R. R. Martin does it so much. Ooh, Martin slam. Cause no one's after going after that guy these days. Uh, but, but, but for real and for true, talking about the plain and the practical is necessary to a degree in longer fiction. A lot of people will call it filler. They're wrong. That's, that's my opinion, at least. It's character. It's characterization. It's tone. It's setting. It's important. If this was just two people in a void for as long as it is, for 200 pages, just fucking and tussling, it would be miserable. It would be really erotic up to a point, and it would just be miserable. So the big thing that I wanted to do with the book is try and bring people in slowly. Try and keep the first few chapters kind of mute and dark and grim and, and, and terse like my short stories are and almost keep the first quarter of the bookish like a series of short stories in a way. And then open up into the more explicit narratives, the less dreamlike stuff, the more concrete, the less ethereal. And then maybe, uh, just, just because all stories are an arc, go towards the end with that more dreamlike, rushed, frantic, not-so-detailed pace at the end. So, hopefully I accomplish that. Who knows? Um... Is it more complicated writing a lot more words than a lot less words? Yes. Uh, and then the other big complication is, let's face it, when you listen to an erotic piece, when you read a, a short erotic piece, you know what the ending is. When you're reading a longer piece, you generally think you know what the ending is, but let's face it, we've all been surprised. So there are some differences. And final question for now. <laughs> Um, unless the temperature is absolutely positively, or is it negatively, freezing. <laughs> <laughs> I have a fan that I keep running by my bed so I can burrow in the, she in the blankets. Um, and through the cold, I still hate wearing socks to bed. Do you prefer to wear socks to bed? Um, do you prefer to avoid them? Mm. Or are you not bothered either way? Here's to you having a lovely weekend and everyone else as well. <laughs> And thank you from both Wenchy and myself. Oh, thank you. Well, Jack. Thank you so much, guys, for all the great questions. And let's finish this without. On kind of a silly note, I actually found 
in in 2015 my my perfect sleep gear it's super oversized uh nylon waisted cloth jogging shorts and tagless hanes oversized cloth t-shirts and it's perfect i've never felt more comfortable asleep temperature wise getting up in the morning going to the bathroom in the middle of the night it's all perfect like i love sleeping in the nude but since I'm not in the greatest neighborhood, and since there is some anxiety going on in my life right now, <laughs> with politics, etc., uh, I'm going to sleep just in case, like, I have to run out uh, into the night. So, uh, no socks at the, at the current time. We'll see what happens, because I am getting more and more survivalist. <laughs> All right. Guys, thank you so much. It was a fun episode. I hope... I really enjoyed the questions this week. I hope that you guys will send in some more. Please, 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 please. If you like my work, I'm not even asking you to buy the book. I'm not even asking you for the money. I could ask you every week. I could talk about a promo code every week or some silly nonsense like that. I'm just begging you. If you've never reviewed the podcast on iTunes, if you've never rated, give it a consideration, won't you? It helps me out so much. It helps me find new audience members. It's the whole thing. If you want to buy my stuff, but you always can't because you're broke, because you got moths in your pockets, don't worry about it. But maybe consider the review. Also, the blog, it's on Tumblr, Grey Night Erotica. Just search the Tumblr for it. Tumblr, because it's uh, it's Tumblr without an E. T-U-M-B-L-R, because why have an effective search name? That's my opinion. As the Grey Knight. A term already taken about a fantasy game. <laughs> uh, guys, from here on in, things are looking pretty okay. Thank you for helping me get here. I had a wonderful week. I'm going to have a great weekend, and I hope you have a wonderful week ahead of you. See you next week for the episode, and thank you for everything. Thanks for being a fan. Thanks for being a friend.